Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Shaw and me and Shaw, how's it going? I'm I, I'm pretty good, Connor. Did you know it's approximately two weeks until Moonfall comes out? Are we are we counting down like an advent calendar? <laughs> I would say so. More like counting down to the second coming of Christ in my in my eyes, in terms of <laughs> how excited your, I am for Moonfall. If this is your first episode of Movie Mondays, you probably haven't heard of the great Moonfall movie that is coming towards us this year. Um, Much like the moon is coming towards the Earth in Moonfall. Just remember Independence Day. Do you remember all the disaster movies? Roland Emmerich's back at it again with this year's hottest movie of the year, Moonfall, <laughs> coming this, first week of February. This time we fight the moon and we're very excited about it. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> no other movie podcast. <laughs> this is the promotion that we do. Um, so, Sean, this is Movie Mondays. Um, and there's also another movie that's coming out around March. I, mm-hmm. I think it's called The Batman, something like that. Um, oh. Set at night now, time, featuring the moon. Get, <laughs> is the moon falling? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that moon is falling, I Connor. The, I love the idea of somebody watching the trailer being like, where the fuck does the moon fall? I don't understand. <laughs> They're like looking at the red bar on YouTube being like, trailer's nearly over. I haven't seen the moon falling yet. Why is he flipping that car? Why is he wasting time with these lads? There's a moon falling. That's not Colin Farrell, is it? 
um, before we get started, if you want to like or if you want to support the show, it would really help us out if you gave us a like on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Spotify just introduced one. We're not smart enough to know why it helps, but apparently it's good news to have maybe more than one person say thumbs up, Sean. Yeah, yeah, and, and we've been uh, encouraged by ourselves to just say to people, hey, we're, we're proud of this. If, you're, if you like it too, please let us know. And, and I'm running out of ghost accounts. I'm running out of fake email addresses to sign up. They only up. let you make 10,000 Gmail addresses per <laughs> lifetime. Did you know that? That's a, that's a new fact that I just made up. <laughs> Do you think after like 50 Outlook email, yeah, they're like, ah, lad, what's going on? <laughs> what do you do? How many competitions on Facebook are you entering right now? Just stop getting word trials. Just buy word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just always on that free trial bus. <laughs> so, Jean, we're starting off this week uh, talking about that certain movie, The Batman. Um, of course. And, of course, every single week it seems that they're revealing some bit of news about the movie. Me and you have come staunchly down on Stop Showing Us Stuff, but that doesn't yeah. mean Stop Telling Us Stuff is still on the table, Sean, because we have, find out, we have found out the runtime. Of the Batman. Um, ah, I did not hear this, it, actually. It will be nearly three hours long, oh. apparently. Oh, heavens. Oh. Two I, hours I, and 47 minutes, to be exact. Okay, somehow that doesn't sound as long as three hours to me, but that is still a, a very long movie to sit down in. Mm. Oh. Um, now, I like Batman. Uh, I would mm-hmm. go so far as to say he's my fave. Well, Nightwing is Nightwing's my fave, fave. But around yeah. that world, around that world. Um, but Sean, I feel like superhero movies, like a swift two hours. I just think it's just let's get in and get out, lads. I want to go I, home. See, that's the thing. But I, I would say certain movies warrant the longer runtime. Like if you had done two hours of Avengers Endgame, I think that's too quick because that movie yes. is already a ludicrous pace. Uh, yeah. So, but I also feel like uh, this kind of Batman, which is ostensibly like there's a lot of Batman origin going to be happening in this movie. We have seen the Batman origin so many times before. So, are they going to breeze through that, and then it's like two hours and thirty seven minutes of him just being a violent Batman of of breaking bones um, of breaking I, bones and skulls I, I feel like what they've done here is like we've kind of talked about it the plot is probably going to involve the Court of Owls everyone knows the Riddler's in it as well Paul Dano um, there's a lot to get through and especially mm. as um, Matt Reeves has come out and said like it's a detective it's a detective film that they're doing here I suppose like as you said they're going to come in, it's going to be just Batman breaking bones, Riddler pops up, you think, oh, he's the big villain, but he's there to just reveal the next, like, hour and a half, or the final hour and a half of the film, which is the Court of Owls are running Gotham for the last hundred years. Yeah, like, it's going to be a really, like, drawn-out investigation, I think, which isn't bad, and, like, I, th- that's when a longer runtime can kind of work because how many Netflix shows have you binged because oh I need to see what happens next and you've then watched like eight hours of television in one day so like if that was yeah. a movie and you just it keeps you on the edge of your seat for the three hours I think that could I, work I'm not I don't know that 
I think like two and a half hours is would be perfect for this movie. You know, I just I hope they haven't just left in a load of shit unnecessarily. And and look, I think this is the movie me and you have the most hopes for, like through the whole year. Um, mm-hmm. I like this is the movie I my most anticipated film anyway of the year, other than Moonfall. Sorry, other than <laughs> sorry. Moonfall, I was about to sorry. say. <laughs> other than Moon, every, I think every sentence we sh- say should be prefaced with, of course, other than Moonfall. This no, is the like, best movie. Yes, just take that as a given for the rest of every episode of this show ever. <laughs> uh, but genuinely, like it'd be like. I'm more excited for this, I think, than Doctor Strange 2, which I don't mm. think I would have said for, like, the Ben Affleck Batman films. I w- like, it, it wouldn't even be a competition. But this looks like such a different take that I'm really excited about. Um, so, again, don't yeah. show me any more, Warner Brothers. Let stop, me go in blind. Just leave it. The, the trailers you've done are perfect. Leave it. It's fine. Have you seen the um, the full body shot of the Riddler costume? Um, no, I think I've avoided that, to be honest. Oh, which is okay. weird doing movie news. It's tough, but I don't it's, ever it, click it, into the article. That's fair. You just get the headlines and we extrapolate from there. Uh, no, uh, okay, well, if you haven't seen it, there's no point talking about it. But I think it looks weird. Oh, actually, um, I think I've seen... I think I got I got spoiled on Twitter. I think somebody uh, had the he, image on Twitter. That's where I spoil, got spoiled on me as well, yeah. He's just yeah, wearing okay, like yeah, a yeah. green raincoat that's also a mask. It's very strange to me. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think he's just meant to be a serial killer. It's a whole thing. But um, so, three hours for this movie is bold for an origin film. Uh, first of all, I mm-hmm. just don't want DC to fall into the same trap of let's try and cram everything into this first movie and let's see what happens. I mean, you have Matt Reeves for three of them. I, I, but I trust Reeves that he knows what he's doing. But I'm also wary of DC, so it's kind of a weird catch twenty two situation. That's true. Those Planet of the Apes movies were pretty long, though, weren't they? Like, yeah, they, they were, were all they were all pushing two and a half. Yeah, yeah. So I think, like, I think he just he maybe he spaces his stories well. Uh, but regardless, we'll see in March, I suppose. We'll decide um, if it's any good. All, I also have a few more follow up uh, st- news about the Batman. Robert Pattinson gave an interview about uh, Batman's no kill rule. Which was quite funny oh. because Pattinson, if we've ever seen any Robert Pattinson interviews, doesn't give a shit. And I Man hates being a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> he just he just hates stuff. And so, but it's funny because he's just like, yeah, it could be good, could be bad, I don't know. Um, and he was talking about Batman's no kill rule. And it actually is really interesting to hear what he did to get into the character. Because, of course, we know Ben Affleck, he was a serial killer. He loved murdering people. Loved um, headshots. Snyder what. <laughs> Snyder wanted him to get more points for headshots than not <laughs> um, but uh, Pattinson has come out and said there's this rule with Batman he must not kill and it could be interpreted in two ways either he only wants to inflict the appropriate punishment or he wants to kill and self-control prevents him from doing so I imagined it that way from the rehearsal of the first fight I thought it was funnier Something in him just wanted to slit the other guy's throat. <laughs> and basically, he said, he said, if he spends his nights chasing criminals, it's impossible that he does not take pleasure in it. And it's just that one moment where he's just about to kill someone that gives him that one piece of se- sense of peace. <laughs> where he's holding this criminal's like life in his hands and he decides to let them live. 
that's what Which he gets off on. gives us a proper viewpoint of where this Batman is coming in. And I read that, I was like, yeah, that's that's like year two Batman. That's kind of along the lines of what we felt. This is just pure anger. Yeah, um, and, yeah, and, and it's it, this idea that he could kill you, but he he wants to feel better than you in some way as well. So he doesn't. Yeah. And like, even say, um, the Batman... Uh, Matt Reeves came out so he also gave an interview and this is just going along the same trend of they were like the Batman is almost a horror film uh, that they're doing <laughs> but also that they keep really heavily putting that it's a horror movie just featuring yeah. Batman in it um, and then they were like even the iconic Batmobile took inspiration from Stephen King's Christine um, I the wanted, killer car <laughs> yeah the killer car they basically wanted it to look like the killer car which we all know the Futurama episode <laughs> more so <laughs> I know, that's my basis for any reference involving Christine, I'll be honest. <laughs> that's mine too. I was like, Stephen, you've done a lot of hard work, but Matt Groening, that was a good episode of The Wear Car. <laughs> Didn't they put a silver potato up the tailpipe? Wasn't that how they defeated <laughs> The Wear Car? <laughs> oh, oh, honk, honk. <laughs> um, reg- just regarding Batman's no-kill rule, I always got the sense that if Batman killed one person, he would just kill everyone he ever met from then Oh, yeah, on. he would just murder everyone in Gotham. Yeah, like, and he would just be like, and now there's technically no crime, so it's good. Like, he'd become Damian Wayne, essentially. Uh, so, I like, the, I like the idea that it's it's ultimately, like, arrogance at the end of the day. That he yeah, really I, I, wants to kill, but he won't, he, he can't allow himself to be, like, a criminal. But that's so Batman. Well, especially, like, dark Batman from, like, a younger version of, like, this Batman is just, he's just angry. And every criminal he sees is like, that's the one, that, that's your chill. That's the one that killed my parents. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to beat you until you basically, your spine is broken. You have no life. You cannot move. You'll be in a bed for the rest of your life. But also, you're not going to die because I want you to feel the pain for the rest of your life. So I hold your life in my hands kind of thing. Like that Batman just does not give a shit. Yeah, it's like because Bruce Wayne had to live with the actions of Joe Chill. So now every criminal has to live with the actions (laughs) of Batman. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I just read those three pieces of news and it's just like Pattinson coming out saying that. Then you also have Matt Reeves saying like the car is built off the fucking like... The wear car from Futurama, yeah. The wear car. (laughs) Oh, Hong Kong. Uh, He specifically did that in the interview. (laughs) He didn't. (laughs) But imagine he did. (laughs) Imagine he came out instead of being like, it's really inspired by Futurama, to be honest. Um, Do you think you would be more or less interested in the film after hearing that? I'd be more interested. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, bold strategy. I like the idea of it being like, they seem to be leaning into the horror aspect of it. Um, which is something we haven't seen with Batman, really, apart from a little bit in, like, Batman Begins. Uh, but Hey, what about that time that Affleck crawled along the wall like a spider? Huh? That was pretty scary. I bet you were scared I, when he was branding people. Well, yeah, again... See, that, like, that's, that's kind of fucked up as well, but they never went hard enough into it. Like, no, it was like he did it, and then they were like, "Okay, we'll move on." But it's like yeah. he's branding people. It's like what? What drove him to do that? That is fucked. <laughs> the um, but look, uh, I I don't want to know much more about. I don't know anything else about the plot of this movie. I don't think. I just want to sit down in the cinema and watch it now. Okay. 
Okay, well, we can move on to our next piece of news, Sean. And this is something that I think is going to really excite you. I think this is going to really cheer okay. you up. Because can I make a you... quick prediction? Because this is going to be some bullshit yeah. that I'm not excited about in the slightest. And if anything, it's going to rile me up for the rest of the show. <laughs> My money gonna... <laughs> is on an unnecessary sequel. That's what I'm betting it is. Reboot! <laughs> ah. so, so, they're doing a reboot for The Raid, Sean, because, you see, okay. The Raid, Raid is... Oh, ah, I see you're interested. You're like, oh, yeah. a reboot of The Raid. The Raid... Can, can you explain what The Raid is to anyone who hasn't seen it, Sean? Uh, it's, just, it's just a really good fighty movie. It's a really good little mm. lad's point. Didn't the choreographers for John Wick, didn't they start on The Raid? I'm, I'm, I think they started on that, yeah. So yeah, it. And so, so that came out in like 2011, um, and it's basically seen as like one of the best action movies of all time. That yeah, it's like this is where uh, well, to be honest, that's where a lot of John Wick stuff comes from. Like this started all of the John Wick Daredevil, all that fight choreography, all that fight sequences started yeah, here. Like basically, kind of mixed martial arts on the move and. I, like it's kind of like efficient fighting where like you're not being flashy and you're not doing flips you are just mowing through lads as you and get it's to just your like destination a, it's a SWAT team trapped in a building fighting through mobsters and killers and tugs and all this and like yeah. you just see them one by one go through everyone um, but like that was a classic and it only came out 10 years ago now Sean because 2011 10 years ago at this day well 11 years ago Jesus so yeah there um, was a sequel to The Raid as well which came out even more recently wasn't there it's in like 2014 I think yeah uh, 2014 <laughs> so um, but I'm, here's what I'm thinking uh, what if The Raid and I'm mm. in Hollywood right now so I want to do The Raid but it's done it's like a foreign film and people don't like foreign films, okay? Like people don't want yeah, to Parasite watch didn't film. do very well. People hated Squid Game. <laughs> don't make me read, right? That's what I always say, right? Okay. I'm not here for subtitles. I'm here for action. Um, <laughs> so we have the raid and we want to bring yeah. it to the American audience. Action heavy movie. I know what you're thinking. Let's get the lads who did John Wick. Makes sense. Yeah. It's surely, surely you get those lads to do it. It's a slam dunk, easy peasy, no messing about. But what if I told you, instead, they've gone to the one man we all should have expected them to go to. Uh, one no. man, one man who's big in explosions. One man who's big into action. No. One no. man who's big into transforming. That man, no, Michael Bay, will be involved with the, the reboot. <laughs> Okay, I don't, oh, but we've gone, but the raid came out during, like, peak Bayhem. Yeah. Like, when he was the biggest, like, the biggest, like, paid director in Hollywood for Transformers. And the raid was this, like, actually good action movie. Yeah. And so now let's combine the two. Combine the world's greatest director with the best action movie ever. And you got a slam dunk shot. This is easy money. Now, is he directing it? Or is he producing it? Because there's a very big I, difference. I think he's just producing it. Um, okay. Which, That's... which his production company is involved, but he is heavily behind. I mean, his production company also involved with Transformers still. Um, and he's, even though he's not directing, he's like around, which I think is That's... more infectious. <laughs> <to a production. laughs> yeah, because he has no personal stake in it. So he can just 
put forward ideas and see what sticks. Mm. The Because um, he, Michael Bay did produce my favourite TV show, which is Black Sails. He is a producer on that. So look, mm. he's, 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 he's alright as a producer in my book. But I like, why are they remaking a film that's 10 years old? It makes no sense, Connor. And Explain and the, that and to me. Be, well, I mean, I think I already have in the, in the most simple terms. I cannot break this down more. The Raid is a foreign mm. film. And people oh. people liked it. So what if we copy it, right? Mm. And do it to the American bit Western audience, Sean, and make more money. That's double the money. That's two monies. See, here's a terrible idea I've just had, Connor. Is that you also need to recast it. Yes. So who better to play the lead of like a a, a, a tactical squad? I'm gonna let me tr- let me throw out some names to you. Oh we no, get Mr. Mr. Christopher Pratt uh, to lead the raid. I was I was thinking Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Wahlberg is good. I'd like to meet somewhere in the middle and say Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh, Vinny! Vin, but Vin, there's no cars. Vin, Vinny's not getting involved. This is no. a car in the skyscraper. Okay, I have two. Two more things to say. Number one, I think I'd be fine if Chris Hemsworth was the lead. I think I would lose all qualms that I have with this because I just want that man to do well in life. Uh, Number two, do you remember that Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista were shopping around a buddy cop script around Hollywood? (laughs) What if we just had them as buddy cops, as leaders of the raid? And they're just trying to one-up each other the whole time. I I think you're describing Hobbs and Shaw's plot as well currently, but also... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but also, imagine the scenes. I, I can see it now. I think you've just literally cracked the code, right? It doesn't matter who mm. you get involved. You got Batista, you got Momoa. You, they look like a SWAT team. They go in yeah. and they get caught. And it's just them two. It's not even a team. Just the two of them... And they Steven Seagal their way through the building. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, they they both try and be like Bruce Willis in Die Hard, just working their way through this building on comms with each other the whole time, cracking wise. <laughs> <laughs> like, just one-liners constantly. Just that these men do not take anything seriously. <laughs> there, there's they are in danger. Where, there's a scene where there's glass all over the floor and they've got no shoes on and they just start jumping in the glass <laughs> skipping through it. No, they have shoes on, but they take them off and then go skipping through it. Skipping <laughs> through. And then they kill the next guy and they're just like, way to shatter his dreams. <laughs> and then they're just like picking glass out of their own fucking feet. It's like, ah, ah, fuck, ah, fuck. And then they aim for the bushes to get down, but they actually do it. <laughs> Did you do the other guy's scene, but they pull it off? <laughs> yeah, that's still the funniest intro that's ever been in a movie. If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, there's a scene in the movie, The Other Guys, where The Rock and Samuel L. Jackson play the world's greatest policemen, and the first five minutes is like this montage of them being the greatest policemen of all time. Just Momoa Batista style. Just yeah. the best. Just um, the best, it- no worries on him at all. It's a very expensive scene, like there's and, and, car chases. And, yeah, there's car chases, and then the, the criminals run up to the top of a skyscraper, and they're like, um, what's the word? They, they zip line. The word. 
zip line down. Yeah, I'm trying to zip line. So they zip line down, and then they cut the zip line, and the Rock and Samuel Jackson, who you think are the heroes of the movie, they're like so cool with the sunglasses on, and they're just like aim for the bushes. But they're on a skyscraper in the middle of <laughs> San Francisco, I think. And they jump off, and there's no bushes on the street. And they jump off the building to There Goes My Hero. <laughs> By David Bowie, isn't it? Yeah. No, uh, yeah, but, uh, but... And then the next cut is just like their funeral. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a hard cut to them going, they were the best of us. It's like, why did they jump off the building? <laughs> <laughs> not to spoil the other guys but that's the first five minutes and I think that might be my, one of my favourite scenes ever put the film um, uh, yeah, so I stupid think, and I think if we just do that but the raid I think will be sorted for this remake sore now yeah you sore now um, yeah Michael Bay he's involved with the raid Sean I knew that would excite you um, and I'm guaranteeing it's going to be Chris Pratt or Mark Wahlberg leading this team um, yeah I think I think so the, uh, yeah. now what if Michael B. Jordan do you call my bluff? If it's Michael B, in. you know I'm in. You know I have to be in if Michael B's involved. If Michael um, B's involved, we'll watch anything. Yeah, we'll watch anything. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And this is some rumours, some oh. reports for Doctor oh. Strange 2. Oh, um, fuck. I don't, yeah. like, I, I don't want to Spider-Man this one okay. and like talk all of the rumours to death. Okay. But I have seen all of the rumours, so we may as well talk do you, about do you know? I was about to say, do you want me to spoil it? I can skip it, but if you've already seen it, then we can no, kind of talk about it. Because, by virtue of doing this show, all of this shit gets pushed to my phone on like an mm. hourly basis, and I don't know yeah. how to stop it. <laughs> um, do you know a specific one involving another man that we knew was being cast? One of the uh, rumours. There was... There's two rumours I've heard of. One is about uh, a returning Daredevil actor, shall we say. We covered that, yeah. And the other one is about uh, Mr. Timothy Cruise ship. Oh, I have one that doesn't involve either of them. (laughs) Oh, okay. You know what, do it. Go ahead. The people want to know. Rumours say that Doctor Strange is two. Fantastic Four cameo. Oh, this one, involves. John Krasinski, Sean. I have heard this. I have heard this. Yeah. Uh, accompanied by that one really good fan image of John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Oh, real good. He looks great. Looks great. Great temples. Amazing. Uh, I mean, why not? Do you, I, I, I Introducing anyone in Multiverse of Madness is kind of weird, though. Because... Do you, do you get the same person to play them in the mainline Marvel Universe? And what will that look like after all of these universes are split apart and put back together? But I mean, they just probably will cast him as Reed Richards and then just through a series of events, Fantastic Four team end up in this universe in Earth 616 with all the rest of the Avengers and all that stuff. Could be. What if, Marvel's what if, uh, you had, say they were... They were operating the whole time, but just hidden. They were in another universe or whatever. But then during the snap, the thing, Human Torch and Invisible Woman all disappear. And Mr. Fantastic is just left to go mad and try and fix it on his own. And now he's jumping between multiverses, trying to find them. 
Oh, that's actually not a bad idea because, like, that introduces his madness straight up, but he's also a yeah. genius. He's also, like, the smartest person ever. Um, so, yeah, you introduce, like, he'll stop at nothing to get them back, but he doesn't know what's going on. But he's also willing to, like, destroy other universes to make sure they get back. Yeah, I would, I, oh, I would love that because he, he can be absolutely monstrous. Reed Richards, he can be an as we've known noted bastard. Reed Richards, as he's known on the show here, but I would like to him to be because he can't just come in and be Tony Stark in terms of mannerisms and quips and all that. No, God, no! Like he has to be even smarter than Tony Stark. He has to be smarter than him, and he needs to be meaner because like Tony Stark was softened by the end of it because he had like actually got people that he loved and cared about, whereas. I would love if Reed Richards was introduced like completely just hardened fuck the world. I'm I'm smart, I'll do it myself. Like I think yeah, that's like, what he none needs. Of you under, none of you understand. You're all idiots. I'm yeah. way better than you because that is what I'm, Reed Richards does. Known bastard Reed Richards, as we've discussed. Known bastard on the Reed show. Richards. And so I like I and I look, I like John Krasinski as that casting. And so yeah, have him show up. Um but this this is going to be a busy movie, because well, I also have another rumor of who else is yeah, going to be showing up. Fire Sean. away, may as well, might as well. Um, there's going to be an appearance, apparently, hints due to mm. merch, which is even stronger than rumors. There's merch Funko Pop for this hints <laughs> at an appearance from the multiverse Avengers. Um, oh, right. So, you <laughs> so these are. This is the Multiverse Avengers from What If, is that right? Yes, that is right. So, fuck me, that's class. But also, <laughs> that's a lot, man. Yeah, because you have uh, Captain Carter, you have Black Widow, uh, Killmonger as Black Panther, uh, Party Boy Thor, which I think you get Liam Hemsworth to play that role. Uh, then who else is in there? You have Evil Doctor Strange, who we know is in this. And is that everyone? Is that everyone, or am I missing someone? Connor? I'm trying to think of who's left. Uh, I could just look up a list, really, couldn't I? Ooh, uh, oh, oh, and T'Challa had... Star Lord, T'Challa Star Lord. Oh, yes, yes, that'll yes, be an yes, interesting yes. one. Um, um, also, so, I mean, like you have, you have a lot, of, a few people. I, I, yeah, Liam Hemsworth, I think, perfect. Michael B. Jordan coming back. Yeah, love I it. That, that's on the table. And you can now, you can bring him, keep him in the MCU now if you want. Like, you can bring all of these people in. Uh, there's also uh, Gamora as well, uh, who fought on Sakaar in What If, but it was a deleted episode, but she was still there at the end. It's a whole big thing. Um, and then the other one that I heard was that there's rumours of Tom Cruise coming in as a Tony Stark. Um I you know what I don't want the lizard man near us. <laughs> no. But I feel if he's not this, he's gonna be something else down the line. Just something even, important. I'll have, him as a, I'll have him as a cameo. But yeah, I think just have him as a cameo. Because I think famously he was considered for the role of Iron Man. Which is when you think back to it now, it is madness. That he would be considered for that. When, like, you have Dowdy there, who, like, RDJ is Iron Man. So, 
you imagine if they had been all changed. There's a multiverse out there, Sean, where this is all mixed up. In some world, Tom Cruise, the actor, played Tony Stark, the character. Like, that's just how it works. I, I do think, with all of these rumours, all of these people that are going to be popping up, are we expecting it's going to be a minute scene, a cameo, one by one? See, you just see them and then they're gone. Does that it, though? Because, like, um, w- without spoiling things, like, things like um, Dr. Octopus being in No Way Home, for example, like, that paid off because he was there for the movie. It wasn't just like, and then I fought this guy who with the octopus arms, and then it cuts to the next slide on the PowerPoint or whatever. Like, right, yeah. It needs, to, it needs to matter, but I don't know if you can do that. Like, already we've talked about nearly 10 major, like, universe-shifting cameos <laughs> that like could happen in one. this movie. But that's the thing, you can't have 10 universe-shifting character arcs in the same no. movie. <laughs> no, and, like, I, I think he'll just pop through dimensions and just... Like that'll be it. Like they'll just fly by. We'll see him, and it'll be like, "Oh, that's interesting," and then just move on. What could be interesting is if Reed Richards stays with him. In terms of like, he pops in. Reed Richards is like, "Who the hell are you?" He explains. He's like, "I'm coming with you." As you said, my I, everyone here disappeared. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm coming with you and figuring this out because you yeah. seem to know what's going on. I I, I could see that happening. Um, and then you also have Scarlet Witch in that movie. And there's a whole kettle of fish with her that needs to be dealt with. Like, and then I, I, I don't know that Mr. Fantastic will be in the MCU straight after this movie. But I think this gets the idea of Mr. Fantastic in people's minds so that in 2025 or whenever Fantastic Four movie comes out, people are ready for it then. And there's precedence for it. I think it's meant to come out next year. So, I Fantastic mean, Four. <laughs> yes. Fuck off. What the Jesus God? Or fuck. it's either it's either coming out next year or it's filming late this year, early next year. My God. So okay, yeah, so we we'll know everything that, about it then. By, like, oh Jesus. Yeah. Um, so we're moving on, Sean, to our next piece. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed, of news. Connor. I'm overwhelmed involved. by comic book movies. <laughs> See, the good news is about this is I overwhelm you with so much information that you will forget. That's and so it'll true. Be fine. Yeah, yeah, my brain will just fry. Um, so we're moving on, Sean, to Disney developing your favourite three words. Well, actually, to be honest with you, it's technically two words due to a hyphen. Live what? action remake. Yeah! <laughs> what is it this time? What? Oh, is this the thing you text me? Do you know anything about this? And I said, I vaguely know that it exists. So this is Aristocats, right? <laughs> Disney developing live action remake of animated classic The Aristocats. <laughs> okay, I was wondering why you text me about this, like, old animated movie. Like, I, what, right? By the way, I gave no context. I just randomly texted you and was like, do you know about The Aristocats? Just say yes or no. <laughs> like, no, not really. It's a, I know it's based on a book called The Aristocrats. And then mm-hmm. it's just a cartoon of that, but based around cats. 
Oh, how far away am I? <laughs> oh, I would say pretty close. I would say bang on the button. Um, it's a movie that came out in 1970, Sean. So, I mean, quite a few years ago. Um, okay. And what they've decided to do is they've took... They've taken the 1970 film, animated. Nobody gives a shit about animation anymore. Like The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, bleh. Beauty and Spider the, the Verse. Tramp, that's getting the live action remake as well. Spider, they're all the same. Like all that animated stuff, kids are like, I fucking hate animated anymore. We need live action remakes. That's what people are clamoring for. So they've kind, I'll be honest with you, if I was. Mm-hmm. If I was a bit negative, I would say they've slowly run out of products and projects to maybe live-action remake. And um, they're getting further away from Lion King towards the Aristocats. That's, yeah. Also, wasn't there recent enough a live-action CGI cat movie that came out? True, but this one's Aristocats, so it's different. But I would, I would wager, Con, I would wager that technology has not evolved given the state of the world the last two years. You can't make those cats look any way good. Like, you're, you're gonna, they're going to look weird. Because are they just cats or are they like standing up cats? And what do, what do the cats do in the movie Aristocats? They are they just dads? They have a good fucking time, right? Right. How is that um, any different from the musical Cats? <laughs> well, this one's a pun <laughs> on the aristocrats, so it's oh, good. No. But this one, right? See, live action remake. I know what you're thinking. Is it going to be all live action? Are they going to get real life cats? That's what the cats question came up. And what they mm. did in the cats movie was very clever. And you'll probably agree, Sean. They nailed this photorealistic CGI kind of what they did really and so Mm. what the Aristocats is going to do is photorealistic CGI and we're coming back but this time we're better than ever so but but, but, but do you want that like do you want weird CGI cats which and I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page people are trying to kill them because they inherit an estate what? <laughs> I think there should be a whole separate Patreon show where we just get you to read the Wikipedia plot of movies you haven't seen that make no sense. Because this actually makes no sense. I would do that, but I think like the microphone might peak too much from me screaming. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. I- Sorry, you I were just saying cause... to me, you 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 were saying to me with the new versions of Snow White and Pinocchio and Peter Pan all coming out as well with the photorealistic CGI of the animals, same as the Lion King in the recent years. You said mm. that's your favorite type of animation and will never be topped. I think I I, I do believe I said that. Yeah, I think it's uh, I I, I said uh, the industry can give up. I think uh, there's no innovation left to be had. Uh, and just just coast from here, you know. Just take existing properties, <laughs> I, make them live action. I know we've probably we've covered this multiple times, but ironically, which will hold up longer? In two thousand and fifty, which will hold up longer? The Lion King, of photorealistic CGI animals, or the Lion King that was drawings? I would argue that, like, be, like because they remade it, surely the one that's drawings is better. Well, the like, one that's drawing will still hold up, whereas the CGI will evolve. Because it, it still looks good. <laughs> like, 
Because it still looks grand. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, yeah. it, I like. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! It, yeah, you're right. It's just going to the CGI is going to age, whereas the drawings are stylized, and so they have a, like an aesthetic and a look that still holds up because it all makes sense in that world. But the Aristocats, yeah, same, same, same deal. Like it was an animated movie. It was successful. A lot of I would say in the 70s because it was an animated movie. That was enough of a draw for people. Uh, fuck all else to do in the 70s. Uh, well, let's, and- well let's, let's bring it back to a new audience show. What about the kids these days? Because the plot, and I'll read you the synopsis if, if you want it broken oh, down to our li- for our listeners. Uh, it's a simple tale, Sean, of uh, a Persian cat who are separated from their owner by a greedy and sinister butler only to be mm. def- befriended by a ragamuffin alley cat who helps them find their way home. There is likely to be some expansion to the story required to fill a 100-minute movie. <laughs> I would say so. I would say you need to elaborate on some of that. Uh, but it's all fun and dancing. I, look, they do make friends with Scat Cat and his musicians, yeah. who perform the song Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. You've seen that every trailer for Toy Story on VHS. I have seen that on the Toy Story every VHS. Every Toy Story VHS came with the You're Aristocats right. trailer. You're entirely right, Connor. Uh, <laughs> look, also one of them, one of the cats is named O'Malley. Uh, oh no, Oma- O'Malley's a person. Uh, <laughs> no, wait. No, 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 no. Sorry. Wait. One of the cats is named Duchess and she meets an alley cat named Thomas O'Malley. So, we need to pick an Irishman to voice this cat, Connor. Now, as far as I'm concerned, only one choice in the world. Liam Neeson. I was going to say Barry Keown. I I knew you were going to say Barry Keown. (laughs) But Liam Neeson. You just want him to say, what's going on, lads? What's going on, lads? And just be a cat. And he dances around an alley. I think that'll be good for him. Would you watch this movie? No. If Barry Keown was in it, no. yes. Same reason I would watch okay. uh, Cinderella, that remake, because James Acaster's in it. Oh, yeah, that's good. That is good. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, there's going to be another live-action remake of one of our Disney classics, Sean. I think we can all be excited about it. This time is different than the other 14 times. When do you think we get a live-action Toy Story? Um. I hope Tom Hanks isn't alive to see it. I don't think he needs that in his life. You know what I mean? I, th- I think, I think like, I-, I hope he never dies. So I'm hoping never. But I, I think the man I'm hoping Tom Hanks lives forever. I- I- I'm hoping the man doesn't, he doesn't deserve to see Toy Story be turned into a photorealistic CGI mess. No, I know. The man's worked too hard for too long to do that. Uh, but I feel it's coming like a freight train, you know, because if they're at Aristocats now, there's not many yeah. more that they can do. But t- to be fair, they went to Lion King. Like, that's only in the 90s. So, like, if you're working off that fact, like, Toy Story is next. I think they're just doing all the ones with animals. And then they'll run out of animals. And then they'll have to get to the toys. That's true. But then you get something weird like Treasure Planet, which has humans <gasps> and, like, animal humans. We're going to get a Bug's Life live-action remake soon. Uh, that well. would be horrifying. That would yeah, be foul, be Connor. 
Yeah, they, and then they'll just do bugs, even though that's not Pixar, but it's Disney as well, I think. So they'll do bugs. DreamWorks, bu- one of them. No, it's not, it's not a bug's life, is it? Ants? You're thinking of ants? Ants. Ants, and then, yeah, ants, sorry. Ants, I do apologise. Because two of them came out in the same year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, bug, Bugs Life and Ants, I think, came out, like, within months of each other. And um, <laughs> don't talk to each other. Ah, for fuck's sake. The only ants. two movies ever <laughs> that are animated about ants or bugs. And there are ants in A Bug's Life. I never liked A Bug's Life or ants, because I, I, I knew they were insects, and I couldn't deal with that at the time. I, I played Sorry, the, the PlayStation 1 game of um, A Bug's Life and I remember yeah. thinking, Jesus, this is really hard. And then I just stopped playing it. I was very young at the time. Um, <laughs> actually, a game that's fucking impossible if you want to play it, I think it's on the PS2, is Futurama. Have you seen that game? I've seen the game, yeah. It's ridiculous, isn't it? it like, it's ludicrous. Nobody can beat it. <laughs> it's impossible. It... Um, didn't that come out around the same time as Simpsons Hit and Run? Like, just they were just doing, like, cartoon <laughs> video games at the time. Yeah, why, why, and, and look, it, to be fair, they have all the voice actors. Like, it looks great. Just the difficulty level. I remember being young, being like, this is too hard for me. And then mm. I went back to play it a few years ago, and I'm probably dumber now, I'm probably worse now. But I went back and, like, I think I could do it this time. And I still got stuck in the same part in the sewer. I'm like, no, no it's, like, it's too much. So it's not an issue with your fine motor control. The game is just no. actually hard. Unless it might just be me. It might just be me. Um, so, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And here's the thing. There's a certain movie that came out in 2021 that was Red Notice. I, you probably heard of it. Um, Vaguely, it yeah. It had The Rock... It had Gal Gadot. It had Ryan Reynolds. It was it was fairly stacked in terms of a uh, cast. Um, other than that, right. they just kind of let them kind of improv. I think it was the biggest movie of the year on Netflix, and this might surprise okay. you. Um, but Netflix have decided that for the biggest movie of the year of the year that they had three biggest stars, they're already working on two sequels to Red Notice. So we are right. getting two sequels, not just one. They are working on the trilogy already. The old Red Notice trilogy. Red Notice, uh, and they're going to spell N-O-T-I-C-3 is how they're going to do it for the third one. That's how they're going to spell no, Notice. I, no, you put the, the E in red as the number three. No, you do that for 33, Connor. Come on. <sighs> no, I think it looks way better if it's in the red, because it's only three letters. I, I'm not designing the poster for them, Sean. I'm just telling them that's I'm how visually thinking- I would like to see it. No, because I would have notice as like a line on its own with a big three at the end. So it's it's evident that it's part of notice, but it's also mm. the three. That, and now, in the two, single one, I don't know. the T, you replace the T with the number two. Notice, yeah, of course. Very, very good. No, red notice. Red <laughs> nose day. Uh, <laughs> nose day. <laughs> as, so as a man who didn't see red notice, by the way, or doesn't know anything about what red notice is about... <laughs> What's what's the sequel going to be like? Do you think? <laughs> Look, the movie is about um, you got you got three you got three big stars, right? You got two criminals and the Rock, oh. who plays detective Dwayne Johnson, um, and you've got Ryan Reynolds, and he's improv and Ryan Reynolds is just playing himself. Um, the Rock also Fair. just playing himself. Gal Gadot also playing herself, and okay. imagine two of them are criminals. 
Gal Gadot is the world's greatest criminal. Rainwell is the second world's greatest criminal, or like thief, or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like they have a little bit of a rivalry. Then the Rock and Ray Rills have to work together to catch Gal Gadot, and that leads to hijinks. And then the three of them are all working together, and that leads to height. And then they're all interworking together with each other, like backstabbing each other. It's all triple cross the shot. It's all very entertaining, and leads to a lot of Ray Rills one-liners that you will find amusing. Will I now? That's a bold claim to make, Connor. Because well, yeah, I like Ryan Reynolds. I think he's grand. Uh, I, that movie sounds exhausting, though. Like it's, it sounds like three people fighting for attention is what it sounds like to me. I'll and be honest so- with you. I think they came up with the idea of the plot like a rough outline. Then they mm-hmm. got the three of them cast, and everyone just went to lunch because they were just kind of like, "Well, we've kind of printed money, well, so well, that's sorted now. So we'll just let that well, go for." We a while. have Rock. We have Rock, Gal, and Ryan. Do we? Okay. Um, okay. There's t- thieves and a policeman. Okay. Grad. Cool. Yeah. Cops we'll and let robbers. Them improv here when they go. get here. Okay. And Jesus, they must th- like most of that budget. Then must have just gone on cast alone because those are like three of the <laughs> highest paid actors in Hollywood. <laughs> so it here's the thing. So it doesn't have just one sequel. It has two for back to back shootings. They're going to shoot this back to back. No fucking about. Um, which is weird, because I think Ryan Reynolds said he was going to take off um, a bit of time in terms of, like, he was going to take some time off because he's been working so hard for, like, the last three years, which, I mean, he's been non-stop in films consistently. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's there's very real likelihood that he's gearing up to shoot Deadpool soon, so maybe he's just gonna stack all of the like shit where he has to work out he's gonna stack it all into like one year and then just take yeah. a decade off <laughs> come back at 50 and be like all right come back. what are we doing <laughs> come back at 50 do old man deadpool and then leave <laughs> that's always sitting there ready to go but sean i just wanted to just wanted to let you know that was happening because i knew you loved oh, thanks very much. i Big knew fan. you loved it um, but no, look, everybody, we are getting two more Red Notice films. If you liked the first one, or if you thought the first one was fine, well, you've got two more lined up, so you can either watch it or don't. <laughs> it's, it's kind of just, you know, like, you're not forced to do it, you can do whatever yeah, you want. It's, but, it's yeah. on Netflix. Maybe throw it on someday. Maybe it's, push it's, that weird Netflix button tr- that gives you a random choice. You know what Don't Look Up? Have you seen Don't Look Up? I've seen bits of Don't It was on uh, yeah, at Christmas time. And I was doing stuff and I was just in and out of the room. So I've seen bits mm. of it. Uh, I was ask? asked the other day, I was asked the other day, someone was flicking through Netflix and I was kind of walking along and then they were just like, um, oh, don't look up. You do a movie podcast. Is that any good? Should I sit down and watch it? And I was really trying to be like, I don't know if you should waste a lot of your time. It's grand. I said it's grand. Yeah. I don't know how else to review it. No, but it's, look, it seems fine. But like, like, here's the thing: a lot of people watched it, and some of them liked it. <laughs> yeah, that's the way you described it. I was like, some people like it, some people don't. It's kind yeah. of fine. It's just kind of grand. Like, it's not what you'd expect and, and then, from the and cast. Then I was like, but I very quickly changed the tack because they're like, "Don't look up." I was like, "Have you seen Megamind though?" That'll really cheer you up. I think you can waste Cinematic an hour genius. and a half on Megamind instead. Much better use of your time. Um, genuinely the, genuinely I think so um, so we're finishing off Sean this week with mm-hmm. a trailer that dropped last 
technically Tuesday morning for us. So I thought it was coming out on Monday, but I think it was American Monday. So for us, like, we didn't have a hope of recording it for Movie Mondays anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. look, however it worked out, it was going to have to be this week. And that was the trailer for Moon Knight that's coming to Disney+. Plus. One of your favourite heroes uh, in yeah. Marvel. One of my favourite... Um, People in, one of my favorite characters involved in comic book panels are Google Images. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of a Google <laughs> Image search of Moon Knight comic panels. They're just always very funny. But we've seen the trailer, Sean. Where do you want to start with this? Okay, so first of all, this this trailer doesn't tell you a whole lot about Moon Knight, but it looks really cool. So mm-hmm. I think it's still a good trailer because it doesn't give you all the information. It just like gets you hooked because it's like, oh, that that's a bit strange. Because we have Oscar Isaac, um, who is playing Mark Spector, but he's not called Mark Spector for most he's of this trailer. Steven. He's playing Stephen Grant, excuse me, <laughs> who in the comics is a millionaire or a bil- he's a billionaire playboy. Is Stephen Grant? Uh, so. And the, the, he's he's British apparently in in, in this <laughs> my trailer. Is, you know my next question, Sean. What did yeah. you think of the accent? It's not great. It's very Dick Van Dyke <laughs> and Mary Poppins. But the, the problem is Isaac is so charming that you just let him away with it. Anybody else would be shitting on him, but it's like ah, it's Oscar. Fair fuck. But also, it, like he can get away with it because it's not his accent. Yeah, like, that's true. It, that's true. It, it's because he gets a phone call later on. And it's like, Mark, where are you? What are you doing? Because people that don't know, Moon Knight is a vigilante superhero with uh, disassociative identity disorder. So he has different personalities in his head. Um, he's also the fist of Khonshu, uh, an Egyptian god of the moon. Uh, so he has, he has powers based off of that as well. Um, and he is Marvel's Batman, but more violent and will actually kill you. He's like Batman, but even more, like, he has more mental issues in terms of identity. And, like, he he doesn't know who he is. He's multiple people at once. He's got multiple yeah. personality disorder. So imagine Batman with multiple personality disorder. And one of the, and multiple ones are more violent than the other. Then you have him. Yeah, and they're all kind of contained within Moon Knight, um, and like, and he's in- incredibly powerful. Like, he's taken on and beaten the Avengers single-handedly. Like, he's busted. The reason he dresses up in white is so criminals see him coming and get scared. <laughs> this so man good. is a killer. <laughs> I love him and, so much, and. The reason why casual fans should like Moon Knight is we've covered it multiple times. Literally, just look up any comic book panels of Moon Knight. You'll just laugh. Like, he's just a pure shithouse. Like, because yeah. nobody can touch him. He's just a badass. And I did learn recently. Unfortunately, a lot of those are faked. Like, the one where he's are asking they? for ketamine and stuff like that. They're all faked. But like, Oh, yeah. I assume that was fake. Yes. <laughs> yeah, shit like that. Um, but he's... Oh, sorry. There's so much Moon Knight stuff going on in my head at the minute. Because he is a member of... And this is significant because he's in England. 
He's a member of the Midnight Suns, which is... There's something is, I called Maharshal Ali. What's he up to? The, it got last, last I saw, yeah. he was hanging out with Dane Whitman in... Oh. D- 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 it was the University of London. He was... Yeah, was, he and, was and he's playing Blade, who hunts down vampires, correct? Also in the Midnight Suns, yes, 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 the, the very mid- same. And there is a vampire that we all know and love that yes. is also involved. He's also Morbius. Morbius is also in a. He's also in the Midnight. He's he's, he's in the Midnight Suns as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and ooh. really, to sort it all out, when you see Moon Knight punching that person in the bathroom, that doesn't yeah. look like a human to me, Sean. That like looked like a wolf. That looks it looks like an animal it, of some sort. It, yeah, and that's the thing, is that a lot of humans wouldn't be able to stand up to that amount of punches. But it looks like that brawl's been going on for some time. <laughs> and <laughs> it looks like he's just fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> what we're saying is that I feel like Moon Knight will be introducing a lot of weird monsters into this universe. Weird I, yeah, fucking... I think- this is our like introduction into the more supernatural stuff, like away from the aliens and the cosmic stuff. This is more of just like here's just fucking monsters that exist, and uh, Moon Knight hunts them down, and you know, and Blade hunts them down as well. We know he's coming, and Dane yeah. Whitman is here. Um, so like, like you have that's a serious cast, by the way. Let's take Jared it is. out, but if you just take have Jared those three. And then Ghost Rider is also usually in the Midnight Suns. Doctor Strange is in there sometimes as well. Um, I think the Punisher shows up a couple of times. But I think th- this move, this trailer gave me a lot of uh, Memento vibes as well. When he wakes up, or when he's he w- like the gun in his hand. Yeah, he like because I I feel there's going to be a lot of that. Like it's just going to cut, and it's going to be a completely different scene. We don't know where he is, and he doesn't know where he is or what he's doing. My, my, actually, a fa- my favourite part, well, other than the suit wrapping around him, and just to see in the suit, and like, I think oh, that might be the best looking suit in all of the The white MCU. eyes, like the glowing eyes are unreal. If, it's this. beautiful for like a Disney Plus series. If, for anything, if that came in the movie, you'd be like, they spent a fucking fortune on that suit. Um, yeah. But uh, what also struck me was, he takes the phone out. When the phone's ringing and he takes it out, it's an old flip phone. Which to me yeah. tells me he's either been missing as Mark for years, or Mar- mm. that's the phone Mark has been using since like two thousand and seven. It could be, could be, or it's just like it's a burner phone, like because cause we see that there, there's usually three personalities. There's Mark Spector, there's Stephen Grant, and there is what's is it Jake Lockley? Uh, yeah. And so, Mark Spector is the the mercenary. And uh, is Jake the taxi driver? Jake is like, yeah, he's the taxi driver. He's like okay. the the man on the ground who can get information. Um, so, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, one of them got into trouble and had to go on the run. And so now they're all on the run, and that's just the burner phone that they have. Like, that they I, share. I, it's this trailer does such a good job for people that don't know the character because uh, like Moon Knight is such a like a niche character in comic books that like yeah that and even say Ethan Hawke the character that he's playing in this the cult leader that um, he's playing the villain 
who yeah. obviously Eden Hawke, excellent actor, but that comic book character that he's playing has only appeared in one comic book ever in 1985, <laughs> and it is out of uh, publication, and you can't find it in a hard copy anymore. Like it's just that's ridiculous. So like the price of that one issue has probably skyrocketed due to oh yeah him being in this series, but like. That's the level of niche we're talking about here. Like, nobody can just pick a Moon Knight villain and be like, yeah, everyone knows him. But, like, nobody knows who the fuck Moon Knight is. So you can just do whatever you want. Yeah, and I'm... Sorry, I'm just looking at a... There's a shot where it's... He's looking in the mirror, and then it just flashes to Moon Knight for a second. Yes. Like, I'm wondering where this takes place, because I don't think it's going to be the origin of his powers i think we'll get that in flashback but i because it seems like he's he's been moon knighting for a while without knowing it yeah i I think mark has been moon knighting for quite a while because he's chained himself to the bed and he doesn't understand what's happening he he yeah he thinks he's sleepwalking yeah he has no idea what's going on but he knows something is wrong also, that shot at the end where he jumps across the buildings. And it oh. turns into the Disney Plus logo. Oh, oh, it's, <laughs> oh it's so good. It's like, it's the trailer that we wanted. Like, I didn't know how they were going to do this. Like, Moon Knight as such a weird fucking character. They really get across the chaos. And, like, they say it multiple times. Like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what's going on. And, like, you see the bit where Oscar is, like, hitting himself in the head. And he doesn't yeah. have a fucking clue. And it's just mental. And Ethan Hawke is like, there's chaos in you. Like, you are you, you are wild. Um, and it's just fascinating. It's going to be really great to watch uh, Oscar Isaac try to work through all the different versions of him. Because he's such a good actor. I can't wait to see That's it. the thing. This is like a test for an actor. Like, because he is playing essentially four characters in this. It's like James McAvoy. Uh, maybe more. In Split, yeah, yeah, where it's like you have to embody... All of these people are different personalities, so they're all going to act different. Um, I'm March 30th, this is coming out. I am very, very excited for this. Like, I, I, To be honest with you, I was like, it might be good. And then Oscar Isaac gets announced and you're like, oh, it might be really good. And then the suit gets... And I'm like, oh shit, they're not messing about. Like They're putting money no. into this. Yeah, they're putting everything they can behind this to make it good. And I think it will be, do you know? Like, do you and it think might this be... is the star at the Midnight Suns, or do you think this is Doctor Strange related? I think, if anything, Doctor Strange would feed stuff into this. Like, okay. Multiverse of Madness opens up a gateway to let vampires in, or something like that. And so that's that's why the Midnight Suns are formed. Or something like, you know, like some bigger threat necessitates the Midnight Suns. And and they specifically are the only ones that want to deal, or could deal with it. Like Yeah, like your like Blade I, and your Moon Knight. And yeah, like Spider-Man isn't going to be fighting wolves. Like, I mean, he could, but it just makes more sense that Moon Knight and a Blade who deals with demons every day just goes out and he sorts it out. He do, And like, you have a team that works with the dark, like... If if we're going to go DC version, you have Justice League Dark, and they deal with all the stuff yeah. that Justice League don't want the fucking deal with. They deal with like the real bad fucking magic magic stuff that yeah, like, Superman and Batman are going to be fighting. 
Yeah, like there, you have your Avengers level threats, and then there's your like Spider Man solo level threats, and then there's like your Moon Knight threats, which isn't that that's not an accurate power scale at all because Moon Knight is broken sometimes, like depending on his powers. Like he has the powers of an Egyptian god inside him, you know. So do with that what you will, but like yeah, like Cipher the Sky Dragon. The very same, yeah. yeah uh, I was thinking Winged Dragon of Ra or Obelisk the Tormentor. <laughs> but <laughs> Nobody's going to understand that reference because... <laughs> someone will. Someone will understand it. But I, I, I think give everyone their like own corner to fight. So, like, yeah, the, these guys will take on your vampires and your werewolves and that kind of stuff. And you can deal with the aliens and the robots and the sentient AIs. You know, like, it, it makes sense and to split up like that. just have Jared be in the team. Because we all want Jared Leto in the team. We want to see more. I don't... What I would rather Deacon Frost from Blade. <laughs> that man's that mad to be a, in a Marvel movie. <laughs> that is indictment of Jared, I would say. That is... That is a, Good. I, although, I'll, I'll take Jared if the first scene is Blade and Moon Knight just beating the shit out of him on, like, a bathroom floor. <laughs> just, that's the opening scene. Just like, well, glad we dealt with that Morbius guy. Like, off-screen, <laughs> kill him. <laughs> Guys, I'm Morbius. Nice to meet you. They all just take him down and just start pummeling him. And he's just, he's dressed like Morbius, but wearing, like, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker suit, so it's really confusing <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he still has he still has ha 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 and like tattoos oh, all over him like damaged damaged uh, no he has vampire tattooed on his head just to really oh he's vampire home. sorry yeah vampire yeah, Do, yeah. don't don't leave in the daylight <laughs> yes that dude does <laughs> please uh, please no <laughs> please when it gets dark put me outside um, <laughs> so Sean I think that's it for this week's movie news what what a week! It's been, it, we, look, we had some remakes that made me angry, but I got to talk about Moon Knight at the end, so I'm yeah, happy. I knew Connor. I threw in a few remakes just to annoy you because I knew we were coming around to Moon Knight. I knew I knew your little nerd heart would like that. <laughs> and so, would you like me to take us out then, Connor? Uh, yes, please. So, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks to everyone who supports us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Link to that in the description. But big shout-outs go to Waffles and the Morbius of Madness is watching the moon fall while Flash points at the Batman's death on the Nile. Very good. Very good, well put good. together, Waffles. Uh, thanks also then to Kier Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Wright Time Evanson, Sean Groyer Mo for a Bro Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna wants you all to adopt, not shop, and remember to spay and neuter all your pets. She is totally a crazy cat lady and likes everyone to know this fact, Hjelmrus. Lil Dicky, the end of the world had come and only two Irish lads and their podcast survived McGrew. Uh, it's like that Twilight Zone episode where he's in the library but his glasses break. So we can podcast, but who will listen to it? Uh, it's, it's like the early days of this podcast. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like now. Yeah, well, we're, we're doing all right, Connor. Uh, thanks also to Danny <laughs> Don't McLaughlin. Don't put us down too much, Connor. <laughs> <Play it up. laughs> 
<laughs> Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this. Sammy DeLucia, Michelle seriously cannot keep up with changing her name Brown and can't wait to spend three hours in Gotham. Batman FTW, Luke Hoth. Uh, so thank you everyone for the continued support. We really do appreciate it. Head on over to the Patreon if you want to join those fine folks over there. There's also a merch shop linked below where you can get t-shirts and hoodies and stuff. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilman's Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to just tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. And we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.